Joe. Hey, Kareem. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good yourself. I'm doing well. Long time no speak. Live from Pacific Junction Hotel, Girth Radio in session. Welcome to the show. This is Kareem Kanji. Today's special episode, uh, I have a uh, someone who has been on the program before. Uh, he's also a good friend. He is uh, the play-by-play, uh, does play-by-play for Titan FC. He's also a podcast host and columnist for Fightful MMA and uh, the owner of My Team Video. It is Showdown Joe. Good evening, Joe. How are you doing? What's going on, man? How are you? I'm doing well, man. Thanks so much for this time. I really appreciate it. Oh, anytime. Anytime you call, anytime you DM me, you know I'm available. <laughs> I'm in town, I'm available. I'm not traveling, and then, uh, you know, whatever. But, uh, yeah, I'm here. And you, 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 where were you last? You 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 were down south for a, a Titan card recently? Yeah, they're, they're doing all their shows now uh, in Miami. Now they're doing them in, uh, in Pembroke Pine, so just outside of Miami. So anytime I do a Titan show, I would say 99% of the time we're going to be in Pembroke Pines. Uh, it's a bit of a lonely excursion because uh, the hotel that we stay at is in basically what you and I would consider an industrial area. It's in the middle of nowhere. Ah. So my best uh, my best option for food is Wendy's and Wendy salads. Oh, my goodness. Uh, and there's, uh, for those that don't know, you go to a gas station in the States, they've actually got fruit in the gas station. So there are there's a bit of good food in there. <laughs> uh, not overly wholesome, but, uh, yeah, so for those three days that I'm down, three or four days whenever I do a Titan show, it's Wendy's salads and uh, bananas, <laughs> apples, uh, whatever fruits I get my hands on. And, and then you're back at the gym as soon as you come home. Oh, I work out every day. I'm on the road. You can't. Uh, I learned my lesson in my earlier Sportsnet days. If you don't work out while you're on the road and you're not eating healthy, you will pack on the weight. And at, at my age, it won't come off as easy as it did before. So I work out every single day that I'm on the road. I hear you. Good stuff. Well, listen, let's get right to it. November 4th, Madison Square Gardens, UFC uh, 217. Uh, Michael Bisbing, champion at middleweight, goes up against uh, Canada's favorite son, George St. Pierre. Um, before we talk about why he's coming back, so that's what I wanted to talk to you about uh, this evening is you know why he's coming back and your thoughts on the fight. Um, when he left, um, he said you know he's burnt out. He had some demons he needed to fight. He needed to re-energize, and that was like three years ago. Um, back in episode twenty-five, you came into studio. Uh, we talked about a bunch of things. One of the things we talked about was a GSP, and um, you know. You said, and you know what many people were saying at the time, he was not coming back. Um, your thoughts, you know, why the change of mind, do you think? I think there's a variety of reasons why he came back. Um, I mean, financially, for sure. I mean, it's not like he, he needs the money, but I'm sure he's getting a nice little hefty payday because the negotiations went were long, mm-hmm. uh, they were drawn out, uh, but then I guess he got what he wanted, the UFC agreed. So fin- there's a good financial consideration there. The other thing, one of the reasons why George left originally was the sport was in big-time chaos when it came to performance-enhancing drugs. Uh, George is a very clean fighter. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, you know, I would look at some of the, uh, he would show me a lot of his test results uh, that he would get, whether it was from the Voluntary Anti-Doping Association, really? uh, blood work with his, uh, with his own doctors and stuff like that, or uh, doctors that they know uh, that they could use at any one point in time that are basically accredited. Uh, by the agency. So, you know, I, I knew George was always clean. He just didn't believe a lot of the people in the sport were clean. And as we know nowadays with USADA involved with the sport, mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of guys that are getting caught, and they're getting caught more than once. Yeah. So there was a time when George was like, you know, he never went public with it. He never really complained, but he just said, you know what, I'm tired of it. You know, like, here I am training as hard as I possibly can, and these guys are training half of what I'm training, 
and you know before you know it they're they're ripped you see them when they're not fighting and they're you know they're kind of blown up a little bit and then all of a sudden when they get to the weigh-in or when they fight they're completely ripped he's like that, that the human body doesn't work that way no one's got those types of genetics really like that well it's very very rare so he wanted the sport to get cleaned up. Uh, he'd made enough money to retire from, you know, 14 times over, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then there's also the competitive spirit with George. I mean, he's a lifelong martial artist. You can't keep him out of the gym. Uh, I can't tell you how many times he's probably kicked out of the gym at a TriStar or wrestling practice or the gymnastics. I mean, they're like, dude, you got to relax. You're retired. He can't. He can't stop. He loves to train. And that competitive spirit for George is always there. He always wants to know. Uh, you know, can he still compete? And, you know, one of the things that a lot of athletes go through, uh, I, I, even at the peak of their careers, as they're, as they're in their twilight or coming down, they don't want to look back when they're 60 or 70 years old and say, you know, coulda, shoulda, woulda. Mm-hmm. Talk to himself, you know what? I'm still at an age where I can compete with these guys. Let's just do it. And then when the time comes and I really realize, you know what, I get too close to 40, I'll walk away. So he still thinks he has it. Well, no, we'll find out November 4th. I mean, he's yeah. going up in a weight class, but... You know, when it comes to finances, the sports you know cleaned up. They're doing random tests on the fighters, uh, and he still has a competitive spirit. Still, still thinks he can compete. So, you know what? He wants to do it. I still say don't do it, but we'll see now. So. <laughs> well, it's it's interesting you say that competitive spirit. I know there was a, I don't know how long ago it was, but obviously it, it was probably more than five years ago. There was talk about GSP training for the Canadian wrestling team. I don't know if you remember that that chatter back in the day. Yep. Um, I'm wondering whatever became of that. That, that. I mean, like you said, you know, he's he's made enough money for for himself and for his family. How many generations over? He 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 didn't really need the money, but obviously, yeah, there's a great paycheck. But why not something else? If if really he's that competitive, why not something where you know you know he 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 left the UFC as one of the top wrestlers. Um, your your thoughts on on you know GSP as as a potential wrestling candidate for the national team if that that was ever a thing. I don't think he would have had any a shot making the team. Really, eh? No, I don't. I don't believe so. I mean, he's a great mixed martial arts wrestler, mm-hmm. uh, but when it comes to actual wrestling, wrestling like the Greco-Roman or freestyle, yeah, these guys have been doing it since they were four years old, and that's all they've ever ever done. That's another uh, level, it, eh? It, it's a completely other level. Like for, I mean, I'm not a professional athlete, so I really can't compare. But you know, I, I, I played soccer at a pretty high level. You know, I'm, I was a pretty good hockey player doesn't mean I'm going to make the NHL. doesn't mean I'm going to play in, in Serie A in Italy just because I can play. But mm. he's, a, he's a fantastic wrestler for MMA. But when you start looking at the, the minute aspects of, of Greco-Roman and freestyle wrestling, personally, based on the people that I mean, just to my own knowledge, but based on some of the people that I spoke to back when that chatter was going on, mm-hmm. I would get the, the eyebrow raises and the, and the rolling of the eyes. And it's like, like, Joe, you know better than that. Come on. I'm like, no, I'm just, you know, I just, I just want clarification. I just want clarification. Mm-hmm. It's a different beast altogether because those guys and girls have been doing it at a very young age, and that's all they've been doing. So for George to go in there and train with them and do good, fantastic. But when it gets down to competition, I mean, it's, it's a completely different ballgame. I hear you. Um, I'm going to assume that you keep in touch. You probably got him on speed dial, but I don't want to assume anything. But mentally, is he, is he, do you feel he's ready to come back? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think he is, 100%. Yeah. yeah, I mean, even some of the conversations by text or just in general that we have whenever we see each other. Um, I, I, George is that guy, even though we've known each other for so long, I think I've known George, um, I think he's about 21. Wow. Uh, he's, what, 34, 36 now? So I've known him for, for quite some time. There's a different George when we get closer to a fight. 
than there is a regular George whenever we're just hanging out or doing whatever or we're just catching up uh, wherever we are, happen to be in the world. It could be Japan, it could be the States, it could be Vegas, it could be Toronto, whatever. When George gets closer to flight time, you know he's just he's, he's way more focused. He's not, um, it's, it's hard, it's, for anyone that's been around the flight business knows this with a lot of fighters, uh, maybe 90% of the fighters, they don't joke around as much. They're mm-hmm. not interested in joking around. They're beginning to zone into what they have to do. George is a warrior by, you know, he always talks about you know, the warrior mentality, the warrior brain, the warrior thought pattern. As you get closer to a fight, you have to eliminate the people in your life mm-hmm. uh, for the time being, friends and family. Uh, you have to have the soldiers, the guys that have trained with you the whole time around you, your coaches, no emotion. You're, you're, you're going into basically you know, warrior mode, killer mode. And that's, I, I can see it now that it's back. It's, it's one of those things where he's like, even the smallest of jokes, Kareem, he kind of like, he'll laugh, he'll smile, but he's, it's, it's not annoying him, but it's just like, okay, can we get out of here? Right? One of those things. <laughs> that, that, that's how he feels right now. And, he's getting, and Bisping's getting under his skin, so not a good thing for Michael, to be honest with you, but you never know. We'll see. Well, I want to ask you about that. You know, why, why did he choose Bisping instead of Woodley? It's, it's, that's a million-dollar question when you think about it. Like, why? And, and I think one of the reasons why, there's, or there's a couple of reasons why. Number one, Michael Bisping, I think, is the most winningest fighter in UFC history. He's won the most fights mm, that's uh, right, in yeah. the octagon, which he's, he, he broke George's record. So George wants to have the opportunity to either tie that record or eventually break that record uh, and get one up on Michael Bisping. Second of all, he's already the welterweight champion of the world. Why not try and become the middleweight champion of the world? Now mm-hmm. we're talking about adding to your legacy, Right. You were a one-time champion at 170. Now you're a one-time champion at um, 185 pounds. So that type of accolade will add to his legacy. So it's another one of those things. And, of course, Michael Bisping, I mean, George wouldn't be afraid to fight anybody. But maybe he sees something in Michael Bisping where he's like, look, I'm, I'm, maybe I'm too explosive for him. He won't be able to stop all of my takedowns. Uh, I think I'm a better striker than him. So in looking at Michael Bisping, why not? Right? That was the question. I mean, if it was Yoel Romero... Or Robert Whitaker, maybe George would be like, nah, I don't know. But then again, George has never been afraid of anyone. He'll fight anybody mm-hmm. as long as they're clean. As long as they're clean, yeah, he'll fight them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I think, I don't know if it was your video, but I, I on, on your Twitter, I, sh- uh, I saw that you shared some video over the past number of days when they were in Toronto uh, promoting the fight. Um, and GSP, a couple of things I noticed about GSP. Number one, he looks way bigger uh, than I've seen him look, although Bisbing is a bigger guy um but he also didn't seem you know bisbing's a talker and he'll get in your head but he didn't seem that annoyed with him as he has in, in past fighters uh, and i'm thinking about the diaz brothers specifically um your 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 thoughts on uh number one his his mindset and and number two his this the size that you've seen george at right now well, George is definitely bigger than what I've seen before. I mean, he used to walk around about 193 pounds, and he would cut to 170. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't want to cut from 193 to 185. You want to cut from around 200, 204 pounds, if you're George St. Pierre, down uh, to 185 pounds. The problem with George is is he doesn't have much you know, body fat, so a lot of it's muscle. Mm-hmm. So, and then you can't have too much muscle because you can't really cut muscle. You can cut water, but yeah. you can't cut muscle too much. So. Uh, it'll, it'll be an interesting cut for him, although he should be able to make it no problem. He cut to 170 for, for ages. Uh, in terms of the mindset, yep, it was Nick Diaz who Nick he Diaz. disliked the most, who yeah. really got under Georgia's skin. You had Josh Koscheck, there was Frank Trigg, uh, there was Dan Hardy. There were always guys that got under, kind of annoyed George. 
I thought as we moved forward here that Michael Bisping was going to sell the fight because Michael Bisping is a fantastic promoter, but he also knows how to get under people's skin. I think he got under George's skin uh, over the past couple of days or the past couple of press conferences, um, and that's what he wants to do. He wants to get George off of his um, you know, mental state and try and get him all emotional because when you're emotional in a fight, you make mistakes. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I don't have it on 100% certainty, but I'm pretty confident when I say that George St. Pierre is annoyed with Michael Bisping because it's one of those things. George is still a proud guy. We're all proud human beings, mm-hmm. right? So someone takes a shot at you and you know it's not true, but now they're taking a shot at you in front of you know hundreds of thousands of people that are watching online. Something inside you says, you know what? There's 150,000 people or whatever. It could be a million, whatever, that are like, they might believe that. You know, you're calling me a lizard? Mm-hmm. You're saying I'm on steroids? Mm-hmm. You're saying I'm, I'm unprofessional. You don't like my suit. You're, you know, you're talking about the tongue in my mouth. Blah blah. blah. I've, I've got the tongue. I'm holding my words back. You're making fun of my accent. At some point, doesn't matter who you are, that gets annoying. That gets mm-hmm. that gets under your skin. So, yeah, it's, 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 I'm pretty sure he's gotten under George's skin. But uh, we got to give kudos to Michael Bisping because that's his job. That's what he's Absolutely. supposed to do, and he's doing it very very well. Mm-hmm, that he is. Um, physically, GSP, you know, we've seen that he's bigger. Um, I don't know if you've been privy to to tape or, or in person seeing his training. Um, how has he improved as a fighter, do you feel? Uh, I haven't seen any of his training or anything on tape. I haven't had a chance to go up to TriStar uh, to watch any of the training. But everything that I've heard from the guys, uh, people that are training there, even just regular uh, TriStar, how do I say this, TriStar um, members that are there that happen to see George training in the background, whatever, uh, some people that I know, obviously talking to Faraz, uh, he looks fantastic. Uh, I don't know if he's added anything to his game. Mm-hmm. I think he's only improved everything that he's already had. Um, I mean, w- working with Freddie Roach, your boxing is going to be much, much better yeah. uh, than working with any other trainer potentially else because Freddie Roach is a fantastic boxing trainer. Now, boxing for MMA is different, but he has Faraz Zahabi there. Faraz Zahabi can take whatever Freddie Roach teaches George and meld it together with the uh, mixed martial arts game. So, um, I... I in looking at this fight, cream, my brain is the old George St. Pierre. Can Michael Bisping, how many takedowns can Michael Bisping stop? Because technically speaking, George really needs one takedown, and he can hold Michael Bisping there and punish him. Yeah. And if Michael gets back up, George will try that takedown again. But George St. Pierre will always convince you that you're in a striking fight and then take you down on the ground. Now you're always getting ready for that takedown defense, and he's punching and kicking you. So George is a cerebral fighter. So we'll see how it all ends up and how it all unfolds, but... It's going to be a good fight for George. Uh, Michael Bisping has the power to knock George St. Pierre out. He has the speed, the endurance. He, he, he can do a lot of damage to George. It is a dangerous fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you break it down, it's still, in my opinion, because George is the better wrestler, he should dictate where this fight's going to take place. That's interesting. I wanted to ask you about George's sort of his tactics and his strategy. One of the things that um, you know fans talked about near the end of his first run in the UFC uh, was his his finish rate, which you know he took a, most of his fights, uh, you know five rounds uh, near the end of his 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 first run, um, and GSP even mentioned that you know he wants to finish. Um, I, I'm curious about your thoughts if that strategy takes away from really what makes GSP great. In my opinion, George doesn't have to finish Michael Bisping. Mm-hmm. Doesn't have to finish anybody. You need to win three rounds out of two. Mm-hmm. Okay. Convincingly, you win three rounds out of two, you win the fight. Now, finishing is what every fighter wants to do. Okay, I don't know any fighter out there that wants to fight for a full 15 minutes. Who wants to do that? Yeah. Right? Or 25 minutes in the case of a title fight. So they all want to 
They all want to get the finish, but at what risk? You've got to take risks to go for finishes sometimes. You've got to be very, very careful. Now, it's a different story. When George was the champion, okay, all he had to do was defend the belt. He wasn't the challenger. He wasn't. This wasn't the once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for George St. Pierre. Mm. He was the champion. He just had to defend his belt. The problem is, is when you're fighting guys that are challengers, that are number one contenders, this is the biggest fight of their life. They're willing to die in there. They're willing to take all kinds of punishment. Mm. And if George doesn't want to unleash any more punishment than he needs to unleash to just basically win a round, he's not going to finish, guys. Mm. Now he's the challenger. Now he needs to win this belt. He needs to win every single exchange, every single round convincingly to make sure the judges, if, if it does go uh, the distance, that they get, or they, if, if the round does come to an end, they marked the tick on Georgia's side, not on Michael's side. So yeah. I think we will see a different George St. Pierre in this fight here because he knows it's very important to finish Michael Bisping, and it would look like an absolute feather in his cap that I finished the middleweight champion of the world to become the middleweight champion of the world. I was shocked that Bisping became the champion. He was always one of those fighters that was on the cusp. Um, and every time he got that chance, uh, you know, he'd, he'd get knocked out uh, most of the time. I'm, I'm curious... Is he really the real deal? Is he is he just one of those athletes that was a uh, you know a late bloomer, or did he just you know peak at the right time? What are your thoughts on Bisbing as a fighter? He caught lightning in a bottle. I think he's a fantastic fighter, and the right opportunities presented themselves. And you know you take advantage of any and every opportunity that you can get. Uh, he fought Anderson Silva. He won the Anderson Silva fight. You know, arguably people will say, but he won the Anderson Silva fight. Ended up getting a title fight with Luke Rockhold. Nobody gave him a chance in that fight. Mm-hmm. And he goes and he, he knocks out Luke Rockhold. First thing he asks for with the UFC, he's like, look, man, I took that fight on short notice. I became the champion. Now I want, to, I, want, I want my revenge against Dan Henderson. Well, he fought Dan Henderson and arguably defeated Dan Henderson. On paper, he did win. Mm-hmm. Uh, people could say that fight could have went either way, but he defeated Dan Henderson. So he successfully defended the title. Um, I, I, people could say what they want about Michael Bisping, that... You know, he got lucky, and I keep telling myself, I don't think he got lucky mm-hmm. because the opportunities were presented to himself. Would you not, if you were not Michael Bisping, I tell people all the time, if you were not, if you were Michael Bisping, would you not take that title shot? Sure. Of course you'll take it. He's yeah. been dying for a title shot his whole career. Mm-hmm. It offered it to him, short notice, he takes it, and he wins. You yeah. know, it's like Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather. Conor McGregor's making pretty good money in the UFC, but all of a sudden, Hey, I could make quadruple, five times the amount of money fighting Floyd Mayweather in a sport that's not really as dangerous physically, mentally, or, or, or head trauma, yes, mm-hmm. but as, as daunting as mixed martial arts and get paid $100 million or more? I'm taking that fight every day of the week. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, let me ask you these final questions. Um, how does uh, Bisbing win this fight? Uh, knockout. Knockout, Bisping eh? wins this fight, he's going to knock out George St. Pierre, or he just punches him, he'll either get a TK, a knockout, a TKO, or he'll win uh, a judge's scorecard. I can't see him, though, submitting George St. Pierre, but I can see him with the power hurting George St. Pierre for sure. How does GSP win this fight? Well, seeing as he's the better wrestler, he'll determine where it's going to take place. And um, I think he really wants a TKO. I think he really does want uh, some sort of victory with his hands or, or with his fists. Mm-hmm. But don't be surprised if he, if he can keep that choke in. If he gets Michael's back and if he can get that choke in, uh, hold in a bit longer for all the words that Michael said. So uh, I think George has more <laughs> ways of winning this fight. I think Michael just has more power. Um, but Kareem, been around. A fight's a fight. Anything can happen. Referee, just step out of the way and let them go. Okay, l- l- final question, and you know the one I'm going to ask you, Joe. Who wins the fight? Who do you pick? Uh, 
wow. Um, <laughs> I'll go George St. Pierre with a, a unanimous decision. Really? Yeah. Okay, interesting. I, I, emo- I don't know who's going to win. I wouldn't have any clue. I haven't followed the sport in a couple of years, but I will say this. Emotionally, you know, GSP is, 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 is my man, um, and, and, and I'll be rooting for him on, uh, on November 4th. Um, Joe, thanks so much for joining me. I really appreciate your time as always. No problem. Anytime, man.